BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Governor Gavin Newsom has requested a presidential emergency declaration to help in the response to the latest storm that's drenched California. If approved, the declaration would allow counties to immediately access direct federal assistance. The rain totals have already been impressive across parts of Northern California, the Bay Area, and the Central Coast. Here's Eleanor Duvetter, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in the Bay Area, talking about the last 24 hours in Santa Cruz County. We did see anywhere from 3 to 5 inches fall. The higher amount's going to be in the Santa Cruz Mountains. We did see some impacts from flooding. Um, we have a product out for the San Lorenzo right now because um, we've seen some rapid rises along that. The North and East Bay saw several inches of snow. There was also significant rainfall in the Sierra and across parts of the Central Valley. An update to a story we've been following in the Central Valley. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. The closure of Madera Community Hospital, a closure which left patients in the lurch. County supervisors this week have declined to hire a consulting group, which could have outlined options for reopening the facility. KVPR's Sarith Hawk explains. Madera Community Hospital asked the supervisors to approve a $250,000 contract for a firm to deliver a turnaround plan within the next two months. 
Hospital Board Vice Chairman Stel Manfredi spoke during the board's meeting. And I think this will give us options. It'll talk about the feasibility. They'll talk about what we really need at the ground level to do this. The hospital has not yet filed for bankruptcy in hopes of finding an operating partner or accessing potential state funding. But in order to do any of that, the hospital needs to know if it can sustain itself if it reopens. Here's County Administrative Officer Jay Varney. Unfortunately, we find ourselves in a position where time is definitely of the essence here. Some board members questioned whether there was a conflict of interest in the hospital board choosing the firm. And supervisors had concerns over how the county would pay for the services. The vote was split two to two. For the California Report, I'm Sarith Hawk. Throughout California, hospitals are being forced to reduce services and even shut down. For many, the pandemic created financial stressors that led hospitals to bankruptcy. But in Paradise, the company that runs the city's only hospital received millions in compensation from insurance after the 2018 campfire destroyed much of the city. Still, Adventist Health closed the hospital and in January of this year told city leaders it had no plans to reopen it. Marisa Endicott is a reporter with the Press Democrat. She reported on the closure of Feather River Hospital and she joins me now. Marisa, when the campfire burned through Butte County, you reported that firefighters chose to save Paradise's only hospital. Why was that a priority for them? Yeah, that was a really important priority for them because Adventist Health um, not only provided critical health care to the community in Paradise as well as the unincorporated communities on the ridge, but it was also the largest employer, accounting for about two-thirds of the jobs there. Um, So it was kind of a twofold reason to really prioritize um, saving that hospital. And so why did Adventists choose not to reopen Feather River Hospital? Basically, what Adventists said is that there just isn't the population to support a hospital there now, um, and that they were even considering downsizing before the fire. And now with the population less than half of what it used to be, they just don't see a path forward for the hospital. What about the millions of dollars that they received? Yeah, so, you know, they did receive well over $100 million in insurance, as well as an unknown amount from the trust that paid fire victims from PG&E caused fires. But when we asked them if that would be going back to Paradise, they said that it would be going to a general fund instead and spread around the system. So they did not say that those funds will be put back into Paradise specifically. And how are city leaders responding to this news? I think they're really disappointed with that news. Adventist has kind of slow walked its decision not to come back. As you know, they only really said recently that they were not going to be rebuilding the hospital. They emphasize that they're still going to be in the community and that they're going to focus on expanding their clinic and are open to the possibility of establishing an emergency room. But I think that A lot of residents and officials are a little bit wary, given how sort of wishy-washy communication has been up until this point. And what does this mean for residents in Paradise who rely on it for care and work? How does this affect residents even beyond Butte County? Yeah, I think this is a big blow in a number of ways. A lot of the residents there are older. Um, It's always been a place that has drawn retirees. For them, healthcare is really important. Um, It's also, you know, a community that has had a lot of lower income residents, people with disabilities, people who really rely on accessible medical care to stay healthy. And so 
Adventists' decisions have a really big impact in paradise, but you know their choices have also had a really big impact to communities across the North Bay and California. You know, all victims that have been involved in the Fire Victim Trust. Basically, um, that's because the hospital was lumped in with the seventy thousand individuals um, seeking compensation and. Their tactics, according to the trustees and lawyers, have really slowed down the already slow process of compensating victims. That was Marisa Endicott, a reporter for the Press Democrat. Thanks, Marisa. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. And that's the California Report for Friday, March 10th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Chris Beal, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at irvineawards.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. Stanfordbloodcenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! <laughs>